0: or do something a little more
1: epic
0: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy
1: in every journey. Our man James Ham going to join us here uh, in just a couple of minutes. Of course, the Kings got it handed to him last night at the hands of the Los Angeles Clippers, so we said to hell with them. Let's talk about the Warriors all day. hmm that's a much more interesting subject. As that whole thing falls apart, we didn't know what to take uh, from last night's game. There were plenty of things to be frustrated with. I know you have some feelings about Shohei Itani and the San Francisco Giants and Farhan. As usual, you and I heard the same thing and see it very differently. We're going to push that off till tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, because James is going to join us. I actually think that's that'll be. I think that's an interesting topic. It also speaks to something about Farhan that you. You've been saying, and it's very clear he's aware of. Mm-hmm. So we'll 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 talk about that,
2: there, and there's some a bunch of layers to it now that you can't get to in ten minutes because yeah. Rosenthal came on here, and the city's involved. It's, yeah. it's a lot going on at yeah.
1: this point. So we'll we'll talk about all of that uh, tomorrow um, as our man James Ham is, is is set to join us, and of course, a new week of the NFL season kicks off tomorrow. No. Yeah. Well. Shout out! To, shout out to the Happy NFL. NFL to those that celebrate. It is the it is some version of the Chargers versus some version of the Raiders uh, that scored exactly zero points last week. As we bring in our good buddy uh, James Ham here with us here, uh, James, we've spent uh, most of the second half of this show talking about the Golden State Warriors. We actually had a discussion how Clay Thompson is a member of the Sacramento Kings what do you think
3: Hmm. um I don't know I mean you can always <laughs> use more shooters if let, let,
1: well okay okay I'm glad you said that let me let, let me ask you this if in some way shape or form and in and and, and and I and I and I pushed against this but let, let's just play along okay would you swap clay for Kevin Herter?
3: I don't think I would um number one I, like you're talking about a legacy player for another team a player who is going to retire with that team no matter what who you know again we we saw this with mitch richmond after spending eight years with the sacramento kings he's still mm-hmm. of himself as a golden state warrior mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I think you want like i think kevin Herder has a connection to the city for sure at this point but also, like, I, I like. why would you go backwards and age by so much? And I guess you could say, well, he's more consistent and all that stuff. But the problem is, like, with this starting group, you're not getting prime clay, who is a second option in an, in an offensive set. You're getting a 33, 34-year-old clay who's had an Achilles and a knee injury and who just doesn't, like, sure, he can shoot it, but that's kind of all he does at this point. And he's not going to be a second option on this team. So like, I think everyone would like to see Kevin Herter average more than 12 points a game that he's doing right now. But everyone also has to understand that like there, there's so many hungry mouths on this team to feed. And when you have a guy like De'Aaron Fox, who's taken 22 shots a game, you know, it's really difficult for everybody to eat. Mm -hmm. And that would be the same thing for clay Thompson. Klay Thompson's not automatically gonna get three or four more shots per game than Kevin Herter's getting right now.
2: Yeah, I, I mean I think I would I would go uh Kevin Herter. Um
1: and our number one thing was age too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because of the yeah.
2: age, because of the price of the contract as well, um I would go Kevin Herter. But I, I, I thought a little bit longer than maybe a lot of people about the idea of Clay Thompson coming over here. Um, and one of the reasons I thought about is when you hear a lot of warrior fans talk about the, the downfall of clay right now, they talk about the the system of not having spacing and all this other stuff being part of why he's struggling. And I think he would get all those things here in Sacramento. You'd have the spacing, he'd have just the catch and shoot ability, um, to be able to, to knock down shots. So that's what made me think about it a little bit more. But at the end of the day, um, I, I don't think I'd make that move.
3: Yeah, I mean, again, Clay Thompson is averaging 13.3 shots per game, and Kevin Herter is averaging 10. Like, I guess you could say he he might get more shots, but, like, numbers-wise, Kevin Herter is a better player at this point. Neither one of them get to the free throw line. Neither one of them are going to get you a bunch of rebounds. Like, I think that Kevin is a better creator and playmaker – I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would make that deal at this point. And, you know, Clay wants to get paid. doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to want to get paid mm-hmm. a, as if he were the guy he was, you know, four or five, six years ago. And that's, to me, it's it's not even close.
1: Uh, we'll get uh, to – sorry, James. Go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say, Drew, down in the chat brings up a good point. Clay does have a boat, and I'm a boat guy. Well, so. <laughs> but still the answer is no.
1: Does Clay have three boats, though?
3: I bet you Clay has three boats. He probably does. It's very possible. He I think his boats does. have boats. I think it's possible.
1: Well, we'll have a birds and the bees chat when it's oh. time, James. Um, <laughs> how little boats are born. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm throwing a flag on myself. What are we doing? There it here? is. What are we doing?
3: What what is happening?
1: Um, we'll get we'll get to the to the bo- the, the 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 debacle at crypto last night, but Oh, we'll ask. I don't know that we'll we'll get it today. What do you What do you What do you think winds up happening with Draymond Green?
3: Um, I think a minimum of ten games, but I kind of feel like the NBA might be might do something more aggressive. Oh wow! So, um, okay. My, yeah, I so, I, went, I
1: I went the other way that the NBA would do something more soft. Really, I just, just don't believe that they'll do it. Mm
3: yeah i think that they they've been pushed i mean what do we we see last time let's just use um what john morant as a and as an example he got an eight game suspension Mm -hmm. and then as soon as the eight game suspension was over he did something stupid again and got a 25 game suspension Mm -hmm. and you know i don't want to compare you know flashing a gun on instagram with You know slapping a player in a game but at the same time like there's i mean there's no business for either one of them Mm -hmm. like that's not part of the game to flail and slap somebody in the face and we're not talking about like a a little like accidental pop you upside the head like that was a full-fledged like what are you doing Mm -hmm. like there's just no business and at some point you have to set a standard for not just for Draymond, but for the players that come after Draymond, that if this is a league that you have now, that that stuff, you can't have one guy who's an outlier who's doing whatever he wants and keeps getting in trouble when everyone else has to, like, abide by the same set of rules. So I'm going to guess, like, 10 out of men. I'd even say my true guess might even be 12. Um, But I also think that there's a possibility of, of 20. Of just like, hey, like, look, man, we keep warning you. It's it's you on all of these videos. Like, don't sit there and and act like it's the replays' fault, which was one of the most ridiculous <laughs> takes I've ever crazy. heard.
2: Well, if you well, look just, at the replay, if you look enough, at any replay, it's yeah. gonna. If you look make at any look,
3: replay, uh, okay? Uh, the, so now the replay's to blame. Like, <laughs> like that that damn damn replay. He's an, an 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 enabler just like Steve Kerr, just like you know the rest of these guys. no. The replay is the replay, man. You slap somebody in the face. And I don't I don't buy your excuse. Your excuse is lame. And if that's what you do like he's not even a guy who really gets to the free throw line. He's not a guy who goes out there and draws fouls. Like if that's what you have to do, I I don't know. Like I I'm gonna throw in The Sabonis stomp, which you should, because this is all within the last, like, realistic within the last like twenty five games that he's got three or four major incidents within that time span. Like, it's time, it's time, it's time for him to like realistically pay for what he's doing with his paycheck. Yeah, I
2: mean, I I think that. I'll get off the fence and won't say seven to ten. I'm going to put it at ten. I think he's going to get ten games. I think you start at at the five-game mark. But one of the things that uh, really caught my eye and caught my attention, and maybe I just don't – maybe it was 100% just him trying to be accountable. I, I, that I want to be fair to that as well. But I thought his press conference was one of somebody who knew per the last discussion he had with Adam Silver, if you mess up again, it's it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a real problem. And he was trying to smooth that out as as much as he possibly
1: could. So While I, while simultaneously asking Adam to not look at the replay. <laughs> don't look at the replay too much, Adam.
3: That you, was I think, wild.
1: You'll see anything you want to, Adam. Just don't look. Don't Here's look. the
3: problem, too, that he has. It's that the, the time in Sacramento when this whole thing happened with Sabonis, like there's a giant skinny white bald guy sitting right at half court watching the entire thing happen so there didn't he didn't need a replay <laughs> he watched him melt down he watched him stomp on Sabonis he watched him jump up on top of the the bench and start mm-hmm. turning into Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. like the whole entire thing was not Adam Silver's NBA in front of Adam Silver it's like somebody is trying to bamboozle your league right in front of you and trying to turn it into something that it's not making it a dangerous situation. And like, look, who else is having this problem? Like there, is there anyone else in the league that keeps getting suspended for, for violent acts on the court? Like, no, like the, the Rudy Gobert foul. Like, I mean, like, look, the, this latest one, it's, it's not just, he didn't like knock a dude out. But the Rudy Gobert thing, I mean, that's assault. Like that's caught on video in the middle of the street somewhere, and you're getting a, an assault charge. That's I know? thought this so, was more assault. Yeah, I, I, than, I so than did Rudy I. Gobert.
1: Yeah, I thought that it, it it this this was this felt more jarring. Like yeah, this I felt mean, he, he, he punched the guy. The 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 Rudy Gobert <laughs> thing, I say he was choking him out. Rudy was like, bro, what are you doing? Get <laughs> off of me. This was far more jarring. Yeah. This was a Yeah. This was
2: more of a violent act in my opinion. Yeah. yeah.
3: Whatever it is, it's got to stop and the league's got to put a stop to it and like I brought this up with with Kyle earlier on the insiders. You know, good show. the guy who kept getting in trouble like previously and like two decades te- decades ago was Dennis Rodman, right? We all remember the antics, the crazy, the wild flailing and acts of of just weirdness on the court I think everyone in the building everyone understood that Dennis Rodman was like there was mental health things going on with Dennis Rodman like Dennis Rodman he had taken a, a, a different path and like their medication was needed for Dennis Rodman I still think that medication is needed for Dennis Rodman probably is administered Dennis Rodman at this point that's not the case with Draymond. These are just like just outlandish acts of defiance and and like breaking the rules mm-hmm. and and playing by his own rules and doing whatever he wants because he thinks he's bigger than the sport. So, that's why I see like there's a possibility for like a gigantic hammer to come down on top of this guy's head and Ooh. just like, "All right, you're going to play that. That's not who we are. We're not we're not that. We stop being that." after the malice in the palace, we stopped being being that in the, in the 1990s, 1980s. This is who we are now, and you can't play by the rules, and we don't need you here in our league doing what you're doing.
2: And, well, James, I asked the question, or I came to my own personal conclusion of, I mean, I don't think you can rule off him being a little off, no pun intended, being part of what's going on. I, there's two things that it comes down to in my opinion. He's either just a bad person and a bad guy who doesn't really care about others, or there is something off with him, and he may need some help. I'm not saying, like, maybe therapy, maybe medicine. I don't know, because the way he just kind of goes off is it's not normal. He just kind of goes off, like just just loses it. And you're either a bad person or you need help, in my opinion.
3: No, I'm with you. I, like, anger management would help him, for sure. There's there's no question. But, like, a lot of anger management is, like, literally just controlling yourself. So, like, I, I'm saying what – he's not bipolar. He's not uh, manic. He, you know, he's not schizophrenic. Um, this is a dude who – I might be, a like, a narcissist, for sure. But that's not something that – like, that – yeah, he needs to talk to somebody. But he he should get, you know, in my opinion, 20 games maybe a good amount of time for him to go talk to somebody. Go find someone that'll listen. The, the I don't NBA know if I'm counting
1: right. Listen. I need a second. Everybody stop talking. Uh-oh. I don't know if this is what Oh, I think he's right. <laughs> I think he's right. Oh. If Draymond Green is suspended 20 games, he returns to the court against the Sacramento Kings on January twenty fifth. <laughs> Come on, man! Yeah,
2: on national television, TNT
1: on TNT.
2: Yo, know, so I know it's twenty twenty three, and if this happened on NBC Sports Bay Area, we'd probably see it just the same. Mm-hmm. But do you think it being on TNT has may play a role into how the suspension happened? I mean, that's that's one of your 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 marquee games uh, on, on one of your partners. So. I, I I just thought about that.
3: No, I think we're getting to the point where the NBA doesn't care whether Draymond's there or not on a TNT game. They don't, and they would prefer he's not. No, I mean, because no, you, I think he meant do you the, think, re- like, re- the reaction fact that to that happen on a, what a happened national TV night? game may play oh, a role
2: into some of the discipline.
3: Oh, totally. I mean, like, sure, it was like live right there for everyone to watch. I mean, and hey, thank goodness it wasn't the Warriors guys calling the game. Then, <laughs> like, oh, what no look would at fit? That. Say. Somebody, t- somebody, tell me what well, would fit what would fit say. Say. I think that you know, like, he was trying to like. What Yusuf like,
1: was uh, assaulting. <laughs> he he was. You, well, well, look him. He's got of his hip. What do you expect him to do? What do you expect I, I, him to do? He's got Dary a hold of his, his hip.
3: Draymond might have a smudge on his face, and Draymond was just trying to wipe it off. Well, I
2: mean, like, to be honest with you, Draymond Green, <laughs> I, this guy. I mean. He simply was trying to turn and say, "Hey, who's touching me?" Who was that? Was it? It was Stan <laughs> Van on the
1: right. I think it's like I'm gonna be a flagrant too. i <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure. I'm like Stan. Got it. Was...
1: I think that's gonna be a flagrant too.
2: I, I uh, Azabuki. I know there was a punch, but what are you supposed to do about
1: a guy on your hip lights? Oh, well, Draymond was being a peacemaker there and was clearly. <laughs>
3: Really? I saw a mosquito. I swear I saw a mosquito. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's a violent act. Like, audio. It's, well,
1: we're doing all of this to distract you from the fact that Kings guys kicked again last yeah. night. Yeah, hey,
2: mm. look, why don't we talk about uh, the Magic in the Celtics play, or the, the Celtics played last night. We can, talk, we can, well, talk, we can
1: talk about the clock ticking on our oh boy JB. Oh, well. <laughs> JB gonna make it. Somebody said, <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> JB gonna make it. <laughs> oh man yeah. we can talk about anything other Dante than Exum had crypto. a career night
2: from beyond the Arc last night for the Mavericks beating the Lakers
1: Dante okay. Exum back in the league congrats for him how old is Dante Exum like
2: 27 probably that is <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> he came that's in amazing. at like 19 I think that's amazing
3: yeah and he had the catastrophic knee injury yeah um and you know it's taken him time he went back to yeah, he was out of the and, league. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all kidding
1: aside, yo, Luca he's, had
3: a—he's twenty-eight.
1: Luca had him a ball game last night. Kyrie's poor brothers on crutches, and mm. Dallas didn't look right. And Luca was like, "I got it, I got it. Don't worry." Seventeen assists with thirty-three points. Damn, I can't—I I still can't believe the Detroit Pistons took Marvin Bagley over. Over Luka Doncic. Yeah, that was Just a crazy. bad decision by Detroit. Absolutely crazy. Mm-mm-mm. James, if you're Mm-mm. not in on this, Detroit's so bad we've decided we can rewrite the narrative and say that the Pistons took Marvin Bagley before Luka Doncic. <laughs> and if you say oh. it enough, it'll start being recited as fact.
3: Okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah, Absolutely Yeah, wild that was a Detroit. horrible pick by them.
1: Absolutely wild <laughs> that Detroit did that. Incredible. Um, I don't know, James. Last night stunk, man. Why does this keep happening with the Kings?
3: huh I don't know it's it's really strange to look at their their game chart this for this season like they're either really good or really bad. There is really no middle ground. They've had a couple of games where it's been close, but even like the one game where they beat the the Warriors by one, they had to come back from a like huge deficit mm. there's been that type of theme in so many games either they blow a team out, Or they get blown out, and that's there's really no middle ground. Six of their nine losses are by double digits. Yeah. And one of them's by ten, but the other five are not even close. Yeah. Like so I think over twenty. Yeah, there should be some concern and, and I don't know who you point a finger at or who you really like like what the issue is, but I didn't even think like early on that that Fox or Sabonis or Keegan Murray played poorly. But, yeah, two starters just completely, like, have ridiculously bad starts. Mm. And, you know, like, again, it's when you go one to three from the field and you're just a complete non-factor, like, Harrison Barnes, at some point he has to step up and say, like, these are the moments where he was good last year, where you needed him to go get to the free throw line three times in a row, he would do it and slow a game down. Mm. It's just not playing the same way he's not getting the same opportunity um and and i don't know how like again a lot of people are like want one specific person to take the blame for some of this i don't think it's one specific person i I think multiple times this season they've walked into a game where they really didn't look like they were ready to play Mm -hmm. and and i don't know what to make of that and they've you know more likely more often than not it's been on the road this season versus at home but still, like those are some of the games we've seen this year, are just unacceptable. Yeah. You know, last, it's fine to lose. It's sorry, it's fine yeah. to be thirteen and nine. It's not fine to be thirteen and nine and six games. You look like you're not competitive at all. Yeah, last so. night was embarrassing.
2: And one of the things that we talked about earlier um, in the day, or, or my thoughts was, I, I wonder. I'm struggling with whether or not I feel this team has a mental toughness issue because it feels like the way they continue to get beat down on these back-to-backs, like you said, not just losing. There's no shame in losing in that situation. You're not competitive now in three opportunities in a back-to-back. And it feels like they come in falling into the built-in excuses as to why they're going to lose that game. And that's a lack of mental toughness to me. Do you think this team, and, and I, I hesitate saying that because there's been moments this year of them showing mental toughness, so I don't want to say that's who they are, but do you have the same feeling that this team, whether it's mental toughness, whether it's focus, that they're they're lacking what you need emotionally maybe to go up to a championship level right now?
3: Yeah, there's something that's lacking, and I don't know what to make of it. Like again, I I would like to tell you that there's like just a magic button that can be pressed and and that everything will be all right, but that's the problem. Like they have, you know, they're streaky, Mm -hmm. and you know, every time they they start winning, it's like a long win streak. Anytime they lose, it's like you know they start plugging away. But like some, even their wins, a lot of their wins, they're they're not even close. So like the the hot and cold nature of this team is really strange, and it's hard to put a finger on. I mean, you know, I think they already have like five games this, mm-hmm. this season where they've won wire-to-wire. Wire. Mm-hmm. So either they got yeah, it. It happened the other night. Or they don't. Yeah, yeah like the, on Monday night they go wire-to-wire. Wire. The mm-hmm. next night they they can't do anything. They went
1: wire-to-wire wire in a different way last night. <laughs> Man.
3: Yeah, yeah. Actually, they did yeah, take the league it, yesterday.
2: They were up like 11-8 or something like that.
1: Hmm. Those, oh, that was it. a glorious moment right there. We, that's what, hey, when they say cherish the moments, <laughs> the Kings are up early in the game. Cherish it. I said tonight's just, gonna be different. Yeah, you just don't, you just don't know. Just cherish the moment. Um, I want to ask you some more in-depth questions, and I know how your answers can be for those. So let's step out for a minute, and we'll come back, and we'll talk much more with James Ham. Uh, about the NBA and, of course, about uh, the Sacramento Kings who uh, are back home. You know, if there's anything positive, they so far have a very good record at home and they've got a lot of home games coming up against some very, very tough teams. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a variety of other subjects when we return here with our Kings insider of the insiders here, uh, James Ham with the one kc on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320.
3: Call from mom.
0: Answer it. There's joy in every journey.
1: Sorry. All right. We are giving away tickets. Well, giving away away tickets. To where? (laughs) To what? To to Nicki Minaj. What's What's the name of that tour? tour? It's the Pink Friday 2 World Tour. What's the other name? Gag City. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Beginning at 4 o'clock, Dino and KC are sending you to Gag City over on (laughs) 1025. Hey! (laughs) Hey!
2: Oh, now oh, oh. We've,
1: that's the far. We've got tickets. We've, gone
2: too far.
1: <laughs> we've got tickets. Oh, now it's now it's too far. Now too far. It's like no. a celebration. All right, two no. and three is too much. <laughs> she really called the tour that. And I just notes like, what do you want me to do with this? She's wildin', man. She's wild. I think hey. I think she welcomed Jay Calder.
2: Oh, she said welcome Jay Calder. The barbers welcome Jay Calder to Gag City.
1: James, your thoughts?
3: I don't know. Nope. <laughs> I, I am going to tell Benny show up tomorrow. I, I will give a James's ball uh, uh, update.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> wow, wow.
3: James's balls. James's balls. Yes! Are, you. Yeah. Flag. I, I love that. James was trying
1: to. He was trying to be really careful,
3: and he was like, "Just forget it. Just no. forget it. Just forget it." No. This um, has been a running thing on the show.
1: <laughs> was there anything good that happened last night? Any, I mean, was it like what? What? Like, does Mike have anything positive to say in the film session today?
3: Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say this. We're seeing Keegan Murray build. Like, all of a sudden, Keegan Murray is starting to play mm. a player that, like, we kept hearing Kings believed he was going to. Mm. And it, the it's the aggressiveness. It's. Him just taking it on him, to be a better player and up, and it's healthy enough to do that. I think he was good on both ends. Uh, I think that like we're starting to him do like different mid-range shots. We're seeing him like go trying to catch a bot. Like there are a lot of things going on with Keegan Murray and of them at this point, since the back injury is kind of like subsided. They're really, really good. So I like that we've seen him have like games in a row where he just doesn't look like he's a 12 point a game going through the motions or mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing him locked and like maybe being it out. And then the other thing all uh, while
1: missing all of his three point attempts last night. Yes, Bound while missing ways. his three points.
3: Yep. Yeah. Well, the other thing I would point out is that uh Sashkov just didn't give up. Like I saw so many players come in the game and just weren't effective with what was happening. Um they they didn't take The opportunity that came along didn't take advantage of it. But then there's Sasha, like, trying to block shots, grabbing He made a couple of nice assists, shooting. Like, the one three-point shot he had was wild. Like, he had (laughs) someone all the way on him, (laughs) and then he faked. And then the guy was standing right next to him, and then he just goes, whoa, And it's gone. You're like, what just happened?
1: Lightning quick.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, I thought just the way he played, it showed heart. It showed that he was in it, and... You know, he needs needs to stretch his legs a little bit because, you know, it's very possible he's going to start playing more minutes over the course of the season and, you know, it starts with playing in games like that where all of a sudden you're upwards of 20, 22 minutes and, and starting to get some more burn.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if there's any
3: positives I could take out of that game. And
2: I'm struggling, James. I'm struggling. Everything that you said was spot on Keegan doing what he did, Sasha as well. Uh, one of the disappointing aspects of that is I saw that as an opportunity for Davion to, you know, make a mark and say, you know, I'm here. You know, I, I should be getting the opportunity. And I don't think he played bad. He tried to pick up full court on Harden. I thought he was somewhat effective. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't I didn't see any anybody. Kessler, I was asking for Kessler to get in the game, and I didn't think he stepped up. So I looked at guys who aren't necessarily in the rotation – and them having an opportunity to kind of show what they could do, and I don't think any of them grabbed that opportunity last night.
3: Yeah, I mean that's literally one of my six quick thoughts from last night's game. It's like, look, uh, that's the league, right? Opportunity knocks. Who are you? How are you going to answer that 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 call? And the other guy, I, I guess Kessler had seven points on three of three shooting. Jordan Ford had you know five points on two of two shooting. Again, like those guys, I think they played okay, but the game had gotten so far out of control. The the guy you pull uh, that you brought up is the same guy that I brought up with Davey, uh with Damian and um, and Kyle earlier today, and that's Davion. Like the fact that the last, like how Davion basically lost his spot in the rotation, is this exact scenario. Mm. Like the Kings were getting clubbed by the Houston Rockets. Keon Ellis winning the game and was just a live wire and Mike Brown had no choice, but to give him, give him more opportunity. Well, Davion had that chance last night, like there's your chance. Go show that you don't need to score 10 points. And that's what it looked like. He's trying to do like, like that, that that's how he was responding was to try to score, like go out there and, and set up your teammates, get six or seven assists in a 15 minutes, uh, stint. you know, like be part of the solution. Not part of what was happening already, and I, I just felt like it was an opportunity for him to step up. And it's not easy because, you know, when the Kings play a bunch of games and on, on, you know, uh, what it, you know the back to backs, and they've got all this, you know, lined up game after game after game on this homestand, it's really hard to practice. It is so, like even over the last couple of weeks, like there has not been a ton of practice. So Davion doesn't have time, especially as a third team guy, he's not getting enough court time to actually build and get better and do all those things. It's more like personal work he has to do or work with other young guys who aren't getting minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get an opportunity, you got to show up and, and just be ready. And unfortunately, I, I just, he wasn't able to be impactful in the game. And, you know, I, again, I don't expect him to be impactful. Like he brings the team back, but go out there and run the team. That You know, you had your opportunity. Malik was out of the game. De'Aaron was out of the game, like, go out there and, and show show everybody what you can do. And that's – I just didn't think that's what we the, saw.
2: The frustrating thing about that, uh, um, James, and, and you, what you're saying isn't wrong, but from everything that we know about why he might have lost this spot in the rotation is because of lack of offense. So my first thought is if I got benched because I'm not an offensive threat out here – when I get that opportunity, I'm going to I'm gonna try and show you that, yeah, you can use me as an offensive threat. I can make buckets along with my defense and things of that nature. And it's just it's, – I say it's unfortunate because, like you're saying, maybe, you know, that situation doesn't call for you to take a bunch of shots. You should just show that you can run the offense. But I can understand if that's one of the reasons why I got – I lost my spot. Uh, I need to show that I can do that.
3: I don't think he lost his spot because of a lack of offense. I think he lost his spot because of a lack of, of an ability to fit in. And not only that, but like sometimes somebody else brings something different. It doesn't matter what you bring. Somebody brings something different to the table. And Keon Ellis walks on the court. He fights through screens better than anyone else on this team. Like he gets around him. He fights through him. He's active. He's active. He does hit his shots for the most part. He's been shooting, you know, relatively well. But it's the energy and the activity that he plays with that has separated himself. Mm -hmm. And the Kings don't need a point guard alongside Malik Monk. They need an energizer who plays defense, can take on a bigger guard to let Malik Monk do his thing. Mm -hmm. That's what they need. And that's where I think Davion, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's why I think he's lost minutes.
1: And I don't imagine uh, what we saw last night is going to help him uh, moving forward. There's nothing in terms of minutes to take away from anything we saw last night, in my opinion, other than the Keegan-Murray minutes. I think the fact that Keegan played 31 shows like Mike kind of bought into what he was doing a little bit. And we talked, James, earlier on your show about um, tone setters. and I I think you have De'Aaron, and I think you have Malik. And I felt maybe and this could be reading a little bit too much into a really, really bad game, but didn't have anything else to do. Maybe Mike was trying to help Keegan establish himself as a tone setter for this team.
3: Yeah. I I think it's very possible. Um, you're trying to build his confidence like one brick at a time. And I get it. Like he, he's had a rough shooting start and he's been honest about it. Like Keegan has like, he didn't expect to have a shooting start like this, but he knows he's an elite shooter. Mm-hmm. He knows that, you know, he set the record last year for rookies. And it's only a matter of time before they start falling. I mean, we saw it even the game before. He was hitting threes in the second half. Actually, he was excellent in the third quarter in uh on Monday night as well. Mm-hmm. Um I think that the Kings have had this vision of who Keegan is and who he will be. And it really does change how you attack free agency it changes how you attack the trade deadline how your your roster construction goes moving forward and and it's hard but like a lot of what you're going to do in the future depends on who keegan is Mm -hmm. like i don't think the kings are going to give up keegan murray in any deal and i know like i say that and people are oh they'll give him up for Giannis. that deal's not out there (laughs) like oh they give him over jason tate yes but that deal isn't ever going to happen it's not out there it's not something that's feasible it's not going to happen but would they give him up for pascal siakam and the answer is no i don't i don't believe they would but here's what i mean by who he's going to be matters right now let's just say that the kings are able to work out a deal for pascal siakam Mm -hmm. and they're able to bring in a player like that without giving up a keegan murray You know that this summer he's going to want a a deal that that basically is forty million plus a year for the next four or five years. Mm -hmm. You already have De'Aaron on the on one of those deals. You already have Demontis Sabonis on one of those deals. Now you're 120 million bucks into your salary cap. Who is Keegan Murray? Is he another 30 or 40 million dollar player? And if he is, then you probably don't go out and get Pascal Siakam right now or you instantly become like the Atlanta Hawks from two years ago, where they'd spent like way more money than they actually could. And all of a sudden they don't have a winning product and they have a $170 million payroll. So you have to be cautious with how you, you manipulate this situation right now. And you need Keegan to step up and show you who he's going to be, because there's a big difference between chasing him, uh, chasing Pascal Siakam or even, uh, you know, taking a step backwards and chasing a an OG Ananobi who might be a twenty-five to thirty million dollar player, but when you start throwing in the other pieces, the Kevin Herders, the whether you can re- retain Malik Monk and all that stuff, like I don't know that Vivek is going to put a two hundred million dollar payroll team on the on the floor, especially if he doesn't know they're a winning team. And so I, I think who Keegan is right now for the Kings' long-term roster building means a lot, and they need to see him take this step. And it doesn't have to be the step that's crazy. It doesn't have to be the 22 or 25 points a game. It needs to show you that he's following sort of the arc of De'Aaron Fox from year one at 12 points to year two at 17, and year three at 20, year four at 23, that kind of deal. And that's where like, I think all of this matters for the Kings and for Keegan.
2: Do you... Um... We talked about it earlier on the show as well. Do you think the Kings need to make a move, maybe not right now, but this year to get to where they're stating they want to be as far as championship contenders?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I personally don't think that they have a championship contending roster right now without like major help along the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that they're that far away. Again, Keegan can play into that conversation as well. How far away are you? It means a lot if he's, you know, if he's another guy that fits into the Harrison Barnes, Malik Monk, Kevin Herder status window, or if he's a player that's above that, um, and, and one of those guys takes takes a leap as well. But um, yeah, I, I I've said it repeatedly. I've told you guys the whole time, like for the last couple of years, this team needs more length and athleticism at the three and the four. But it's got to be players that can actually get on the floor. And unless they're able to find like major update, like playing around on the fringe, going out and getting players that might be in your rotation, might not, that's not what this team needs. They don't need an upgrade at number 8, 9, 10, 11. They need an upgrade at number, I don't know, 3, 4, 5, so they can push some of these guys down a rung to where they might be more naturally fit.
2: Yeah, uh, well, real quick. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we talked about. Like the Kings aren't small; they're not short. They've got those type of players that you're talking about. Physically, they need better ones. Yeah. Harrison Barnes is not six two; he's six eight. Keegan Murray six nine. Kevin Herter six five. Like they they physically match up a lot of the times. They're just not good enough right
3: now. It feels like. Yeah, I would say that they're also like if you look at Herter, you look at Barnes and, and Murray, like yeah, they're six, seven, six, eight and six eight, I believe. But they're not like six, seven, six, eight with a 40 inch vert and a seven foot three wingspan. That's the guy that they're missing. Even Kessler Edwards probably has like a seven foot one, seven foot two wingspan. Like that dude has super long arms and should be able to defend up, right? That's where the Kings lack. And and then the other thing I I would point out too is that length and athleticism bug them, but length and physical bug them more. So like the Kawhi Leonard's of the world, it's not just that you're, you're facing like a long and athletic guy like Brandon Ingram. It's that Valanchunas and, and um, Zion are so physical that I think that that's the other component that the Kings really struggle with. It's not just, you know, again, length and athleticism, Minnesota, they walked in there and they beat Minnesota. Like those guys aren't super physical. That's what I think where the Kings where I would make the distinction of what the next step is. The Kings need to be able to deal with the physicality of some of these long and athletic players Mm -hmm. because not everybody is that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they just have a, you know, they've got to figure it out. Got to get different players.
1: No, December fifteenth, just a couple days away. And Ham,
2: they were saying that you said Harrison is December twenty ninth.
3: Uh, he he can't be traded until December twenty ninth. And I, you know, I was confused as to why that is. Someone brought it up in the chat. It's six months from the day he signed his extension. So he signed his extension on June twenty ninth, right before free agency started, mm-hmm. and that's why it's it's uh, January. It's December twenty ninth. Well, you but know that's.
1: Who? who can be tra- 15th, Draymond Green. Mm. Oh. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. Yep. Huh? <laughs>
3: that's,
1: that's <not laughs> who that. would say, we're bringing in Draymond Green. Give me Green. that guy.
0: <laughs>
1: Virtually the entire Los Angeles Lakers lineup can be traded in two days. <laughs> um, mm. Man, quite a bit of the Milwaukee can be traded as well. Mm. The only Sacramento Kings that can be are Alex, Lynn, and JaVale
3: what about Trey well, Lyle's? Uh,
1: Trey Lyle's name is not on for some mm. reason.
3: Strange. I think also December
1: 15th. Uh, Trey ain't he, going nowhere.
3: Because they, they waited until the day of, uh, like, free agency morning at 12.01. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
1: yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. They've risked for the most part pretty well. They got blown out by the Pelicans, lost to the Pelicans in the next game. They got blown out by the Clippers the first time. Uh, and responded by beating Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've gotten blown out by the Clippers again. Uh, and now they've got a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow. Um, we mentioned, James, before the break, the Kings have been uh, pretty solid uh, at home. Seven and three, I think, so far at home. Uh, it's like six home games coming up. Tough teams. Oklahoma City's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they got Utah Saturday. Minnesota's in there somewhere. I think Phoenix is back. Uh, there's 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 some. I think Boston's here. Boston's here Boston next here week. Next Wednesday, yeah. Uh, there's some
2: well, tough. Wizards come on Monday. Mm.
1: That's a good basketball team. That's a good basketball team. They play True champions. They play the right way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they you know play the you right could, way. you could you know, you gotta watch out. <laughs> they got guys that could score. And Kyle Kuzma, he knows how Kings feels fans feel about Man. him. He could. And, and don't forget that pool, uh, that, Jordan, that Poole. Jordan pool, and Jordan
2: they're going to be riding high because they're about to get a new arena. So you know it's going to be good vibes in,
1: in, 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 in the in, suburbs in Alexandria, Virginia, like right in the middle of a neighborhood. There's hey, that's where the Wizards. play. Yeah, they're play.
2: going. They're knocking down a target. Yeah. I saw,
1: that. <laughs> right where the right there. No, look, kids, that's where the Wizards play. <laughs> Practice over there. Imagine that you went from living in D.C. Well, <laughs> you probably lived in Arlington, but you went from like D.C. To Alexandria. Nice, very nice place. Yeah. Very, very different.
2: Is that way farther than Arlington?
1: Yeah, Arlington's right next to D.C. I thought Uh, that's
2: where they wanted to go at first.
1: I think it's Alexandria. No, I I think
2: you're right. I thought they've always talked about going to Arlington.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know how they do that. that. Like, half of Arlington is the cemetery. (laughs) Like, I was in, I never knew until the first time I, like, how massive that place
3: is. Yeah. Yeah, They're I haven't stunning. been there, but I have I've been to uh Gold Beach and I've been to Normandy. Mm-hmm. And like it's the same thing, like there's a cemetery there. It's just miles. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah. Of of white crosses. Wow.
1: There's no cute yeah.
3: transition here. So let's just get back to
1: that. No. There's, no <laughs> there's there's Sorry no about that. Yeah. No, no, no. That was that, that, I don't know how. Oh, no. We were just talking I about the wizard. We were talking about we were t- to talking about the king's playing at home and if you know, you want to establish a home court, man. This would be a hell of a stretch to do it.
3: Yeah, this is it. You know, this is one of those early stages, and like, look at this team. Just feels like they aren't that far away, but like they have to figure out this weird, like, heavy swing, um, like from from wins to losses, like that that momentum that they keep losing and, and then gaining. But uh, you know, if you need to probably go four and two on this on this homestand to really solidify yourself as like you know in a good spot and then have you guys looked at that weird three-game road trip they have at the end of december yeah where they basically don't even
2: play for the last week of december they put like a college schedule they play like atlanta on a tuesday and don't play again until like
3: friday in memphis maybe it's portland on the road atlanta on the road memphis on the road I believe that's three different time zones. Yeah, Twenty 29th, and but with weird days in between.
2: Yeah, yeah, nothing going on.
3: Yeah, bizarre. So yeah, is- I mean, this is a this is a big home stand. They need to they need to show up, and it's not an easy home stand. There's a bunch of really good teams, but I, I don't know. We got so used to this team being resilient last year, mm-hmm. and it's weird how every season has its own you know vibe its own thing mm-hmm. and the one thing that i cannot say right now this team does not have the same resiliency they did last year that's not that was who they were last year this year it's it's just the opposite that's not who they are there is no they have games where there is no fight and and then it's just you know it's over early mm-hmm. and you're like wow i don't know what just happened so you know the turnoff games where you're like you just turn off the tv oh, that was tough i, I wanted to I was there.
2: I said I'm not not going to ruin this pizza. Was,
3: yeah, I made sorry. the mistake of getting a cup of coffee so I can stay up to watch this 7:30 start in a bad. Oh, basketball. yeah, we <laughs>
1: haven't even discussed that. <laughs> oh, no, shout out to the 7:30 start. Awfulness.
2: Shout out to the 7:30 start. There's then no I sleep until No reason
1: like, whatsoever for a 7:30 start. Shout out. Absolutely yeah. none. I'm wrap with the 7:30 start. It's ridiculous. Hey, you guys want to hear all uh, the more reason to hate Los Angeles?
2: You guys want to hear a uh, uh just an interesting stat. It's just kind of mind blowing. Uh, the Golden State Warriors have a net rating this season of minus 10.2. Okay. You know who has a net rating of minus
1: 10.1? No.
2: The Detroit Pistons.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, we. I, I, we, we the, the, <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Wow.
2: If the Pistons are ahead of you in any way, wow. shape, or form, that's not a good sign.
3: How yeah. did that happen? I'm waiting for Cade Cunningham to say, like, get me out of here now. Sacramento. Like, I am not I am not doing this. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to watch
1: them. <laughs> Who do they got tonight? Did they play last night? I remember they played no. the Pacers a few nights ago. I didn't think they played last night.
2: No, they didn't play last night.
1: Oh, oh. They host Philly. Oh, that's going to be a beat.
2: There. Uh, and the Spurs are playing the Lakers. They're
1: playing the Lakers. Yep. On, I assume it's on TV. They keep showing it. I don't think they have the game on TV tonight. Oh, they, ke- they kept Maybe showing they, it. I assume it I know it they play on, on
2: Friday on, on ESPN. I don't think they
1: play tonight. Hmm. Oh, NBA TV. It's on NBA TV if you consider that. Huh, National NBA TV. TV. Well, National TV. All right. All right. It for is respect. now, I guess, that the Kings have so many of man. them. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, plenty more to talk about. We'll get ready for the Kings and the Thunder. Of course, your coverage begins with James Hamm and Kyle Matson on the Insiders at 10 a.m. Uh, and then, of course, we'll join you at noon. We'll run it back next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos, nobody.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.